0: All right, Mr. Jared, how you doing today?
1: Uh, I'm doing fan freaking tastic.
0: Whoa, whoa! What what is this rated? What is this podcast rated?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Was I Christian cussing?
0: <laughs> I have never heard that. You know, we got <laughs> we got a critique from one of our listeners and uh, said that my laugh is c- completely overpowering. And uh, right away, the first thing you did was make me laugh. So, well done. Oh. You, uh, we, we already blew it.
1: I'll do a better laugh then. I'll, if something's funny, I'll just try and be super obnoxious.
0: <laughs> okay. And then she'll be like, oh, well, that, that other guy. And this was not my wife, by the way. So, it was someone <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't your wife. <laughs> I don't think that's going to work the whole time.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's not going to work.
0: all right this is marvel 616 politics episode 14 with andy kirby
1: and jared mayo
0: Alright, I think you got quieter when we were talking before we started. You were louder.
1: Oh, well, I will uh, try and talk even louder now.
0: Okay, I don't know. I don't know if it's... You know what? Sometimes I, get, I, I tell Jackie this. I'm like, Jackie, you're holding the mouthpiece to your neck. How can I hear you? Okay. <laughs> she holds it. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? It's to her ear and it's like parallel to her body. Yeah. I don't know how that. I don't know how anybody can hear her. I'll ask her to repeat something. She'll be like, "Ugh, why do you want me to repeat it?" And I was like, "Probably because you have the mouthpiece. The mouthpiece, um, you know, taking readings on your pulse." <laughs> well, I don't want to
1: be like Jackie, so I won't do that.
0: Well, I'm not saying she's bad. In fact, I love her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sure.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I know that uh, this one we're gonna have to edit a lot. So. <laughs> So what's going on, buddy? Well,
1: I was just actually going to ask you what was going on, because um, I know that we had talked a little while ago, and you were going to share a story with us um, about a possible swindle that almost took place.
0: Oh, I was almost swindled. You are correct.
1: Yeah, let's hear about that. Okay, uh, uh,
0: all right, all right. I'm glad you brought this up. You know, uh, we, we seeded this in earlier episodes, maybe, possibly, so um, for you continuity buffs out there, we'll... <laughs> <laughs> try to get back to this. Um, okay, so we were in the market for a new van because the death trap that we owned, you know, I, I guess when you have three kids, that's the limit to how how much risk you can take in your life. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, you know, we probably need to have another or different uh, vehicle to drive in that, you know, because Jackie was calling me and stuff, and I was at work, and she was like, you know what, the... It's raining, it's storming outside, and in Louisiana, it storms, you know? And yeah. So, it's storming outside, and the, the, the windshield wipers quit again. So, what do you want me to do? I was like, pull over, don't drive. That's, that's ridiculous. She's on the interstate. So, anyway, we needed it. The car wouldn't start and stuff every once in a while. I would have to get out there. So, we were looking around, and I didn't want to buy a new car, and I didn't want to buy one from a, a, a lot... Because I just, you know, I don't trust those people. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm, yeah. So I went out there, and I was looking on Craigslist, and I was looking on eBay, and I was looking in the Classifieds, and so I found one on Craigslist, and it was a good price for, it was a good deal. You know, it wasn't like, fantastic out of this world, I am a scam, you know? It wasn't like that. <laughs> I, I, I went and, and contacted the guy, and he was like, oh, sure, yeah, here's what we're going to do. Um, I'm not selling it on eBay, but eBay will administer the deal. And I, at first I was like, what? What is this? But I was like, cool, because eBay has a protection plan. That's awesome. You know, the guy says, oh, that's cool. I'm actually about to go to Iraq, and I have, uh, the car is in Montana, and um, I'm going to ship out of there, but the, the, the army will move it for me one place. And I was like, well, I'm not going to buy a car. And this is all over email, like back and forth over a few days, perhaps a week. And I was like, well, I'm not going to buy a car that I haven't test drove yet. And he was like, oh, it's in pristine condition. And, and, you know, you can, if you want, there's third party, uh, you know, companies out there that go and do specs and they do checks, like 51 point checks. And those do the car for you and everything and blah, 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 blah. So I was like, yeah, that's true, because I looked it up. I was like, but still, and he was like, here, i tell you what. If I'll deliver it, and then, you know, the delivery service that will get the, the Army to use, they'll have, you know, an eight-day window. You can test drive it for eight days, and then if you don't like it, you can send it back on my dime. And I was like, what? What is this? Okay, all right. So I looked into it, and there are services like that out there, but on his dime would cost like $800 to ship a car. And so if he's doing it, you know, he said, oh, that's fine because I'm doing it for free one time and then I'll take an $800 hit on the price of the vehicle if you don't like it, you know, when I resell it, apparently. So I was looking and I was like, all right, well, how am I going to send you the money? He's like, oh, use such and such a service, you know, sort of wire it. And I forget what the service is. It's not Western Union, but it's another type of thing like that and I was like well I'd I'd feel much comfortable using PayPal and he said no for this service we want to we want to use this for this type of transaction and I I figured out I did enough research to figure out that this guy was scamming me and I saw pages of you know he sent me an email that was a mock-up of an eBay page where they would administer the deal and you know it had all these if if so-and-so, if you feel like you've been ripped off, contact us here and blah 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 So they made it seem like it was very legit. So I saw these pages and I and I uh, did a lot more research on the internet. And sure enough, it said one of the telltale signs is in the pictures. They never show a license plate. Um, you know, obviously no VIN number, that type of thing. Even though he supplied me with a VIN number, I never checked it out. Uh-huh. And um, that would have been my next next step. So he said, okay... Wire me the money, and then I'll ship it to you. And if you don't want it, I'll wire it back to you. You know, we'll do it that way. So I told him, I said, you know what? Mm, My wife is pretty skeptical about this. And, you know, I'm not one to be that skeptical. I I like to see the best in people. And, you know, you don't seem like the kind of guy that's going to rip me off. But to appease my wife, how about this? She... She says she trusts my judgment on you as a person and your character and what I see in you. But she's not sure about the whole wire the money thing because she's heard bad things. So to make sure that we do this correctly and it works and to, um, you know, because you have to have a valid form of ID to pick up the money supposedly. But a lot of the complaints I read online, which this is true, a lot of the complaints I read online are that other people have gotten the money before the actual uh, re- recipient or payer or the, the person who gets the money, you know, the seller, I guess. Yes. So other people have swooped in and grabbed it with either a fake ID or no ID. And she said she's worried about you not getting your money is what I told him. And I said, so to see how this process works, why don't you send me $100 using the same service, There's a place in town where I can pick it up. There's an outlet for this service. I'll pick it up, uh, see what kind of form of ID it requires, and then I'll turn around and send you the money plus that $100. And so he wrote me back. He said, wait a minute, I'm selling you something, and you want me to send you money? And I said, oh, yes, but I think you misunderstand. It's kind of just like a goodwill thing. I want to see if the service is going to work, and I'll send it right back. I said, it doesn't have to be 100 you know, it can be 5 or or dollar, even, whatever the minimum is. And so he wrote me back one time, he said, this is crazy, and I never heard back from him. But see, the trick of it is, I turned around and I tried to scam him, and if I had gotten any of the money, <laughs> then I wasn't going to give it back. <laughs> I was just going to lose contact with him. <laughs> Because I I'm, oh. I was so furious when I found out it was a scam. I was just so furious that there are people out there who are like, I could make $7,000 just by lying to this person, and they can't do anything about it. And that's a shame. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I, I hate that. I, I got taken one time for about $600, and it chewed me up inside for months and months and months. And, oh. you know, it was just like, it was out of my own stupidity. When you look back, you're like, "Well, it makes sense because this and this and this." But you never want to you never want to think the worst of people right off the bat. But people make you do it. Your experiences make you think the worst about these people. Yeah, man, that's a shame. Indeed, indeed. So let's give out our contact information before you know you regale us with tales of injury and intrigue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Uh, like we said, this is Marvel Six One Six Politics. Well, we welcome the body politic. All those people that are on our Facebook community. We were up to two hundred eighteen fans, a personal record. So well done, you guys, and and us, I suppose. And I'll I'll say Jared. But you can email us at marvel six one six politics at gmail dot com. Visit our website, of course, at marvel six one six politics dot com. We're now on Twitter. And we've had some really long discussions with, uh, with uh, some interesting folks on Twitter. And it's twitter.com slash 616politics. It's That's the numbers, 616, not the letters. And then uh, take it away, Facebook.
1: We're, uh, we got a big following on Facebook, like Andy said. With uh, We were up to 218 people. Uh, just look up six one six Marvel 616politics, look that up, and join our group, become a fan. Uh, we've got lots of interactions on there. Pictures. Um, we update it all the time, and then you can also shoot uh, shoot us a phone call at six one six seven five five Tina 755 five T I N A.
0: Yes. What's going on with Tina lately? I haven't heard. Somebody told me possible new another tour. Yes. No.
1: Oh, I know. It's kind of exciting. She had uh There she went to some fashion show and. Um, they did an interview with her and they said, what do you think about coming back? And she said, well, I, I don't know, but I've been thinking about it. And I haven't quite determined, you know, decided yet. And it's like, it's like freaked everybody out because we, we were sure she was done, you know?
0: I don't know. I think I think she would, I think she's going to go till she dies on stage. That's what I think. I mean, that's how she lived. That's how she needs to go.
1: Well, I don't want her to die on stage. Age, but I, I'd be happy to see her, you know, until my kids are grown. I,
0: I think you, I think you took that too literally. That sounded terrible. I don't want her to die either. I, I just meant it'd be a celebration of her achievements in life. Uh, you're
1: backpedaling now. You're trying to kill, uh, you know, my biggest uh, music star.
0: No, no, never.
1: Dacked up. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's our show. Thanks for tuning in. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or with the Christian cussing, I apologize. Oh
0: see, the lead-in was terrible and ugh, you know it just threw us all off. So anyway, yeah, let's uh, real quick, I want to touch on some of this stuff um, on Facebook.. Goodbye. I will say this before we get into a whole lot of the comics, I want to say Michael out there on our Facebook page. All right, he had some uh, official prophecies, and we need to recognize these, I think. Yeah. Okay. I think that's a good idea. Did you you read these? I'm looking at them right now. Okay, all right. He said, with the next issue of Siege, which would be Siege number three at the time he wrote this, almost, uh, Siege three, almost out, I'm officially going on record with these prophecies. Number one, Sentry is taken out by Phobos. Don't kill the god of fear's dad. When you are as messed up as the Sentry. Alright. What do you think about that one? Possible? Not possible?
1: Uh, I'm thinking it's not going to happen because Phobos just isn't big enough. I think
0: Sentry's going to be taken out by somebody a little bit bigger. Okay, you mean as a character? Yeah, Phobos
1: is just like a D-list character right now.
0: Yes, I I agree. Alright, number two. Osborne escapes after being kicked around by Iron Man to be killed by Spider-Man. I... I don't see this. This A couple of people have said this on our Facebook page, that it would make a good story afterwards if Spider-Man killed Green Goblin. But the whole Dark Reign and Siege thing, it really hasn't, you know, it hasn't focused on any of that. Like, the only focus you really got on that was in Spider-Man um, on American Son, that story arc where Harry Osborn was kind of brought in as his own superhero trying to, you know, his dad was trying to manipulate him. But... There hasn't been Spider-Man hasn't been the focus of this at all. Even though Norman Osborn is technically a Spider-Man villain, and now he's a villain across the entire Marvel U, so I don't see this one happening in either book, in Siege or in Amazing or anything like that. He he may be killed, Osborn may be killed. I've said that before, but definitely I would say not by Spider-Man.
1: But and when you think of Spider-Man, you don't think killer. So I don't know that. Spider-Man is going to kill his
0: biggest enemy. Right, and exactly, and he's had several opportunities before, but right now he's not in a place like if if when he went back in black in uh, a couple of Februaries ago, he was yeah. in a place where he could do it and would do it. But now, the way his life is right now, it would be such a huge leap.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not
0: calling that one. Okay. All right. Number three. Sentry is the dead guy on the preview cover because I think, and that's it, dot, dot, dot. I'm not sure exactly what he meant meant there. But um, did you see that preview cover? I did. All right, what would you think about that?
1: I hope it's (laughs) Sentry.
0: You know what? You're just a jerk. You know what? I hope Tina does die.
1: Tina killed the century. Yes. Okay. I
0: I'll live with that. I'll live with that. And <laughs> Tina Turner out there and your you know all your wonderful beautiful dancer people. I'm I'm just joking, <laughs> I love you. I'm becoming more appreciative of your music. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I've grown I guess a little bit more fond of Century than when he first came on.
0: Dude, I went back and read the Wikipedia today on the Century and I fell in love with him all over again. I'm, and it made me think to myself, I think I missed some books. i got to go back and read every book that had the Sentry in it. And I'm not ashamed to say that. Well, maybe a little to you. I may be embarrassed. But I'm not ashamed.
1: <laughs> well, they had the Sentry hardcover. Like, you remember when Century first came out and he was a big hoax or whatever? Well, they collected all those issues in a trade and it was on clearance at the comic book shop. And I almost picked it up for you today.
0: Oh, how much?
1: $13. 13
0: I would have paid <laughs> How's you. How's that clearance? I would <laughs> I would have paid you 15
1: <laughs> Well, well I, I'll be happy
0: to pick it up for Keep you. Keep the change. You know what? I went in last night. I, I was desperate to get my comics for the show this morning, uh, this afternoon, whenever we're doing this. And I'll just give you a quick... All right. I went in last yesterday at 5 o'clock p.m. The guy had getting, gotten in his stuff late, okay? And he was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not ready. It's going to be another 20, 30 minutes. And I was like, I got to get to i got to get to church so I can't wait around here that long. I said, when are you guys close tonight? He was like, midnight. I was like, sweet, midnight, awesome. So I went there after church, and it's, it's like 9 o'clock, 9.30. And I go in there. The guy's eating a plate full of ribs and everything. He sees me enter in, and uh, he kind of nods to me. He recognizes that I was the guy that came in earlier. Um, and so I walk right past him, go to the shelves, pick up Siege, pick up Dumore. Could actually couldn't find Doom War. and he comes over there with, like, a, a piece of meat in his hand and kind of his mouth full and some, you know, barbecue sauce. Now, this isn't, you know, there's two types of comic book geeks, uh, and, you know, for the most part, especially comic shop owners, and if you listen to this, sir, I hope you don't get offended, but I'm going to say it. There's the total nerd geek guy, sweatpants man, okay? And then there's the, the snob where it's like, oh, well, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't read that. That's, that's ridiculous, you know? It's a cool story, but the art, I'm, I'm boycotting that. You know, sort of like you in the century. So <laughs> <laughs> So, anyway, this guy is the latter of the two. And uh, I went in there one time trying to sell him something, just trying to, uh, not sell him, but I was like, hey, can I put this in your shop? And if it sells, it sells. If not, you know, whatever, keep it. And he was kind of cold to me, and so I've held a bad attitude against him. I've been like, that guy's a jerk. So anyway, I go in there. The guy knows I'm looking for something specific. I can't find it. I'm starting to panic and freak out. And then uh, he walks up, he's like, hey, uh, you know, is everything okay? Can I help you look for something? I was like, yeah, actually, do you have Doom War? And he he points to it, and he's like, oh, yeah, right here. I was like, sweet, I'm on my way. So I race up to the counter only to figure out that he's the only person working there out of the 20 or 30 people that are actually playing Warhammer. (laughs) And... And so i got to wait for him to get to the counter. Now, all this being said, I'm not having a bad attitude, okay? In fact, I'm regressing and thinking to myself, you know, I totally misjudged this guy. I'm too harsh on this guy. You know, maybe he was having a bad day that day. I'm a total jerk. I'm an idiot. All the way back to, why? Why me? Why was I born? You know, all the way back. Yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> and I've, this next part blew me away. He goes to ring me up, but like because he has ribs on his hands, he's like carefully wiping every single hand as to not get grease on my comics because he has to scan them, and he's wiping his mouth and wiping, taking a wet nap, and then like taking like it takes five minutes for him to clean up, and he really wasn't that dirty. I wouldn't have minded, you know. I don't. I'm not the one that like presses my books and like carbon freezes them or anything. <laughs> so, so anyway, he does all that. And he's like, "All right, 860, $1, eight sixty seven, whatever." And I hand him a ten, and he's giving me all my change, and I'm like, "You know what? Just keep it." And he looks at me, he's like, "Are you sure?" And I was like, "Yeah, just keep it." And I felt good about myself for a second, and then I got in the car, locked the door, buckled my seatbelt, and I thought to myself, "I'm such an idiot. That was a dollar forty, a dollar forty. I just gave him, and I was like, that—that's nothing." I should have given him like $5. Been like, sorry, I'm such a jerk. Here, take my money. Anyway, he was so grateful for that dollar and 40 cents that that made me feel even smaller.
1: Maybe I'm missing something. I don't understand why you're tipping the comic book guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? When you say it like that, you're absolutely right. I don't know why I'm doing that either. <laughs> well, I, I just
1: thought maybe I. I... Maybe I have zoned out for part of your story,
0: but <laughs> it was long. I'll give you that.
1: <laughs> no, I'm just, i just—I don't know what what prompted you to to tip him.
0: I think I just felt bad that I thought he would, had been a jerk to me before.
1: Oh, Okay, so it was like your your inner uh, innerness was was just uh, jacking you up and telling you be nice, feel guilty.
0: Yeah, maybe it was that, or maybe I was just trying to buy my way out of feeling bad. I don't know.
1: Okay. Okay, I'm can. i I'm down with that.
0: Okay. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I, you know what? Let's get back to the... Uh, all right, sorry, Michael. All right, number four. Hank Pym will be the instructor at Avengers Academy. Possible or not possible? What do you think? Finish
1: number three. We didn't finish number three. You didn't tell me if you thought that was the century or not.
0: Oh, I don't think so, based on the hair. All right, here... Well, actually, this brings up a good point. Bob Reynolds and... The sentry have different hair. Diodato likes to draw the sentry's hair very flowing and greasy. Yeah. But Bob has short hair. And so if he dies, or if the void or whatever is in him separates from him, I believe that that person who they were holding, whether they die or not, possibly will be Bob. But I do not believe it will be the sentry. Yes. Yes, because I think that they're going to split.
1: Maybe it's Jean Grey.
0: We can only hope. Yeah. Actually, I think okay. Kitty Pride was holding, you know, I saw Kitty Pride's hand holding that dead form. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right, number 4. Hank Hank Pym will be the instructor at Avengers Academy. Yes, no. Yeah. Probably,
1: but I don't really care. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just can't get into the Academy, so that's why I just really could not care less about Hank Pym. And his character, Just as the new Wasp, is just so in the toilet. So, But I, I could definitely see that happening. I, I'm with Michael on that one. I could see that. Yeah,
0: I think that's probably a 75% chance, I'd say. And that that makes sense. And And actually, I'd like to see him... Out of the big picture anyway. I know Dan Slott probably had, you know, some pretty big plans for him. But uh, the Scientist Supreme, I don't know, whatever. Okay. All right, number five. The Thor vs. Sentry fight will be avoided, a massive letdown, and totally one-sided. Delete as appropriate. So I think what he's saying there is the Thor vs. Sentry fight will be either totally avoided or a massive letdown, or totally one-sided. Which would be a massive letdown, I think. Yeah. I I don't see that bearing... Oh, well, actually, avoided. I can see that. Yeah, I, I, I would guess that.
1: Well, we kind of see a little bit of that uh, as we, uh, we're we going to review Siege number three. We could probably touch on that a little bit.
0: Yeah, we can. Yeah, I suppose. And then this is my favorite part, okay? Okay. This is, he came back and wrote this later. Alright, with an outside chance of Iron Man, he zooms in at the last minute, knocks seven shades out of Iron Patriot, pulls off his helmet, and boom, green goblin mask on Osborne. Seen across the world on the TV cruise, Osborne assembled in the first issue. Mm. Now, I do have to say, we'll go ahead and spoil it for our show. <laughs> I have to say that when I read this, when I read Siege 3, I last night, I turned over, woke Jackie up, and said, I cannot believe this. A guy on our message board, Michael, on our message board, called this and he is absolutely right. And I was like, it's not the it's not the mask, but he painted the face on. It's the same thing. She's like, that's great. That's so neat. (laughs) I was like, what am I doing? Why why am I waking her (laughs) up? That's hilarious, man. (laughs) But I was pretty impressed. I was pretty impressed. (laughs) Okay, and then we'll do do one more, uh, two more, two more Facebook things, all right? All right. All right, uh, Clifford on Facebook, he has this theory, all right, and I'm not going to read a whole lot of what he does because it's random thoughts, but he has this theory that possibly the Marvel Universe is... Um, gearing up to have a spin-off universe with all the current heroes progeny and he cites um, you know the richard's kids scar docking if there's a black panther storm child um, and we possibly get the young allies and every everybody else involved what do you think I hope not too. I I thought about this, and this isn't this what the MC two is? Well, but when, when was the last time you
1: saw a story from that?
0: MC two. Yeah, I, I saw it this month in um, in Web of Spider Man number six.
1: I thought MC two was like Spider Girl and that that Juggernaut son and
0: yes, all those people. Yep. That's been I, an that's I'm been in sure. every Web of Spider Man book. There's been an eight-page story or something.
1: Well, besides that, though, I don't see Marvel showing any any attention towards that universe.
0: No, I don't think so either. I mean, we had American. Um, oh, what was it? American Daughter or something like that. Was yeah, that oh, yeah, that,
1: that like the blonde girl ends Captain America.
0: Yeah. When I I was like, oh, I'll pick this up. That's fine. And then I picked it up. I was like, what? This is MC two. I'm not reading this. Crud. <laughs> I'm a strictly 616 guy except I'll read the occasional marvel zombies and well you know me I read everything so
1: to say except for you're...
0: except for mc2 I don't I don't read that I I don't know why you
1: read the other stuff but you don't but you don't read like x-men forever and and some of the other stuff
0: though No but I think I will read x-factor forever because it has an apocalypse story on there Yeah baby so we will see about that.
1: Yeah. Papa loves me some apocalypse.
0: <laughs> That's fantastic.
1: <laughs> it's true. Who doesn't like apocalypse? He's a man.
0: That's true. I didn't like the latest apocalypse story before uh, Messiah War, though. With the with he flying around in that sphinx ship, and it was right after apocalypse uh, Apocalypse vs Dracula, where. Um, it was in X Men.
1: Yeah, is that when he like he got the new Horseman and he turned Gambit? Yeah, um, black and like his yeah. power was powerless to fart poison. <laughs> it's weird.
0: Yeah, I wasn't too thrilled with that story, but other than that, no. I tell you what, him on the cartoon, I was like, I was always like, how are they gonna beat him? Oh man! <laughs> yeah,
1: for real, the cartoon, you're like, he's gonna grow and he's gonna destroy him, and
0: that's how they always defeated him but. that's the first time i ever heard the phrase we beg to differ because he's like i will eliminate and then cyclops is like we beg to differ and then he shoots him with the visor and everything i was like <laughs> this show is amazing <laughs> <laughs> i remember that that stuck out in my head in my mind oh man all right anyway all right last thing from facebook okay let's see here uh grant is heading to iraq and uh, he didn't tell us when, which is good. That's good OPSEC, good operational security. He shouldn't tell us when or what brigade or re- regiment he's in or anything like that. Um, he said he hasn't read anything since Secret Invasion, and he wanted a list of uh, good stories to catch up on, like the essentials. So that would include, you know, trades, obviously. And uh, no one responded. No one responded. I was, I was kind of saddened by that. Nobody was going to help out this G.I. So give me a list of two or three.
1: Uh, Well, my probably my biggest one would be anything with the Dark Avengers. So probably the trades for Dark Avengers Volume 1 and Volume 2. Yes. That's where all all the action is happening and you can read Secret Invasion and jump right into Dark Avengers Number 1 and and not miss a beat.
0: Okay, would you say also the Dark Avengers X-Men Utopia trade? It it, it, it probably wouldn't be too bad. They they weren't as good as Dark Avengers, but it was good if you're you know into that cast. Yes, I would say also. I mean that that's what I wrote him back. Um, I would say that uh, you know JMS's uh, J Michael Straczynski's Thor run was pretty good. It's not integral, um, but it made me actually appreciate Thor, Um, Captain America Reborn, and then I would go ahead and say. X Force.
1: Oh yeah, dude. X Force is where it's at too.
0: So X Force. I'm not a huge, you know, I'm not a huge X Men guy. But really, if you want to know what's going on with X uh, with the X Men right now, X Force will give you all the underlying stuff. Even though Uncanny's the title or the flying title on that. <laughs> yeah, and, and it kind of depends on
1: what he's looking for. If he's looking for kind of, you know, he read up Secret Invasion and kind of wants to know the gist of what's going on in Marvel then he doesn't need to do some of the stuff like maybe Reborn and X-Force. But if he's looking for really good stories that have some bearing on the major events, then yeah, pick up X-Force and Reborn.
0: Yeah, I would do that. Oh, I'm sorry, I ap- I apologize. Michael, the same guy who made all the prophecies, he, he did write back and he suggested uh, Sinister Spider-Man, Thunderbolts, and Deadpool, and World War Hulk, which I wouldn't suggest World War Hulk to anyone. <laughs> That's just me. Before secret I, Invasion, though, right? What? World War
1: Hulk. I'm trying to think. Is that the what was? Isn't that when he came back from space and attacked everybody? Yes. Well, that was before Secret Invasion.
0: Yes. Right.
1: So if Grant's already had everything up, Secret Invasion.
0: Oh, okay. Well, yeah. All right then. The Thunderbolts. It's okay stories, but it's all just filler because nothing ever came of it. So. And I, actually, I do have to admit, I did get a kick out of Sinister Spider-Man. I really did, and I enjoyed the art. And I know that you didn't. So,
1: well, but I got to tell you about Thunderbolts, though. Uh, I found a guy that lives about 30 minutes from here. He had an auction online. What he did is he took every appearance of the Thunderbolts and anything that included, you know, would have bearing on their story from when they first debuted in 1996 all the way up to now. He sent them to a library in Texas. They bound them in 10 different hardback volumes, and I bought them from him.
0: Are you serious? You got them?
1: Dude, the collection is
0: amazing. Oh, did you get a good price on it? Yeah, I got a, a sweet
1: price on it. And the dude lives only 30 minutes away, so I didn't have to pay 30 bucks for shipping. So I just met him at work, and I got all the binders, and they're just gorgeous, so
0: wow hey can you throw can you toss a picture our way so we can throw it up
1: sure i could do that
0: yeah that that is awesome you know i looked into that and jackie was going to get me that for christmas she was going to bind um all my uh spider-man peter parker spider-man and amazing spider-man one through 30 on each one through 29 on each of them because that's for some reason they don't have trades before that so yeah but i don't have all of those issues so uh christmas came and went my friend
1: Probably pick those up for pretty cheap.
0: No, you would think so, but you can't. So,
1: wait. Now, hold on. These are the uh, the Spider-Man issues. Is that like uh, around two thousand?
0: Um, e- earlier than that. It's. Uh, I mean, it's. It's. It's probably ninety-seven to two thousand.
1: Is that like when uh, JMS was doing some of the covers?
0: No, no, that was before. Yeah. That was right before that. It was right before that. Because JMS was uh, number 30. And so I need 1 through 29.
1: 1 through 29. Yeah, I was... was, There are actually a couple of issues that I need for some collections that I'm going to bind up. And I was doing some research on them. They said that they're so rare because during that time, you know, Marvel was doing that whole bankruptcy thing. Yes. That they... Decreased their print run on most of their major titles, so once they were printed, that was it. And so those issues are a little more harder to find, even though the stories aren't anything you know spectacular or anything.
0: Yes, they're definitely not. I will tell you that.
1: I had no idea because I was just I was expecting to go to the quarter bin and just pick up some of these Spider-Man issues, and they are hard to find.
0: I know exactly. I, I yeah. So anyway, I had a harder time, and if you buy a full run of them it's like 200 bucks on ebay so it's you know it's ridiculous after the
1: cast i can i can hook you up with some places that i've filled in a lot of my holes
0: okay all right right on let's talk a little bit about um uh, current events
1: current event. oh you don't mean about healthcare?
0: what what now
1: you said the current events. We're we going to talk about health care?
0: No, we're not going to talk about health care. We're going to leave that one on the table, and we're not even going to talk about that. <laughs> oh, I wasn't sure. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, thank you. I've got enough of that. Everybody's got an opinion on that, and I uh, I think, it, uh, never mind.
1: All right. I just wasn't sure with you know, the whole Louisiana Purchase, and you being Louisiana or whatever. but
0: The Louisiana really- Purchase? You mean Mary Landrew? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> all I, right. I would like to think that we're worth a little bit more than a hundred million dollars, but apparently, that's my price. So, and I'm so. I'm glad my my senator, uh, you know, I'm glad she decided my price for me. So, anyway, all right. Listening. <laughs> <laughs> Mary you because you are listening right now to this comic book podcast, I am unhappy with you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, tonight we will be uh, reviewing three books. Siege number three, Dark Avengers 15, and of course, Doom War number one. Yeah. And, and uh, I did pick up Doom War number two last night, but unfortunately Jared was not able to pick it up as well.
1: You know, I went to the store today and I didn't even see it. There was a big empty spot in the D section, so I don't know if it sold out or what.
0: I will tell you this. I will not spoil it for you, but I was 100% more impressed with Dorm- Doom War Two than I was number one.
1: Oh, well, good. Now, I'll have to find somewhere and I'll have to get it, definitely, because yep. if anything that has to do with Storm, you know i got to read it.
0: So. Well, I do, I do know that, and unfortunately, she's only in one, perhaps two books. It's like Tina Turner, not touring.
1: I know, for <laughs> real. If Storm could like open the show and then Tina could perform, that'd be amazing.
0: Would you bring Jen to this, or is it just a celebration of, you know, Jared's female idols?
1: Well, some of the Golden Girls have passed away, so they wouldn't be able to make it. Oh, okay. But All right. Otherwise, okay. yeah, no, Jen has been to concerts. She, she loves Tina. She really liked the, the concert. She thought it was amazing.
0: See, I thought the correct answer to that would be like, oh, well, if it's a celebration of my female idols, Jen would already be there.
1: Well, I, I don't say that either of them are my idols.
0: Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> Ladies, I enjoy. <laughs> that sounds even worse. Okay, <laughs> let's, let's. Why don't we do uh, Dark Avengers 15 first Do you want to take us through that? All right,
1: Dark Avengers fifteen opens up. Well, let's let's just discuss the cover a little bit more. Uh, and and to uh, for all our listeners, you know, from some of the feedback we've had. Um, some people would enjoy maybe us uh, breaking up our conversations a little bit more than me just giving a straight review and then talking at the end, or Andy just giving a straight review and talk, me talking at the end. So uh, Andy's going to jump in here while I'm giving the review, and I'm going to do the same for
0: him. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to start arguments with you, fights with you to make it more interesting for the listener, and I'm going to call you crazy several times.
1: And correct me every time I'm making something up on the spot. <laughs> okay. Okay, the the cover, though, I think we'll probably both agree that the cover was sweet.
0: It was fantastic. It was. That
1: is a menacing Hawkeye Bullseye picture right there.
0: And I gotta say, it's, uh, you know, I think, it's, I think it's a new colorist or a new inker or something, right? (laughs) Burrito. No, it's, it's definitely, Deodato did the pencils, but I'm thinking it's a different, because, uh, All his stuff on the other uh, Dark Avengers is very clear, very crisp, no fading and and everything. If you look at this guy's, if you look at Hawkeye's shoulders, his mask, his his legs, everything, the the shading and the shadows are, I think, very different, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, almost sketchy, you know, like a sketch.
0: Yes, and I would have to say I like this better than the other, and I really enjoyed the other. And, you know, I like the sidebar, too. I like the red better than the purple. I think
1: it, it kind of you know, shows more about you know the blood or the destruction of, of things to come.
0: Yeah, I, it's better than the purple, yes. But it's still, you know, just give me a bigger picture of Hawkeye.
1: There you go. I, I'm with you. We agree on that.
0: All right. Well done.
1: Okay. So uh, I, if you remember the last issue, um, Norman told Bullseye that he needs to take out Lindy. Lindy is Sentry's wife. So that kind of sets up this whole issue. Um, the issue actually takes place a couple of days before the last issue, uh, when the Cabal had their last meeting. You know, remember Dr. Doom? He set out all those robotic uh, versions of him to attack everybody. And so this is kind of like, what were the Dark Avengers up to during that period?
0: Actually, yes, I'm going ahead and correcting you. It was, Oh, good. It was... <laughs> this is my favorite part of the show. <laughs> it was, this takes place before Siege. But it takes place after the issue that we saw last week, because this takes place. But Siege, Siege Cabal took place after New uh, uh, Dark Avengers 14, so it's Dark Avengers 14, then Siege Cabal, and this issue at the same time. Uh, so,
1: so when the the, the little bug insect Doctor Doom attacked, that was not Dark Avengers 14.
0: No, it was after Dark Avengers 14. That was the,
1: the one shot, the cabal. Yes. Ah, crap. Well, okay.
0: No, it's, it's all right because the, the way I figured that out, because I did not read the uh, recap page, is that um, Hawkeye had the, you know, the go-ahead from, from Norman to do that um, after last, last issue. And then last issue, though, was the problem with that was it was a couple months ago. Yeah, right. So neither of these are taking place in the present, but they're still separated by a couple months.
1: All right, then let me redo the intro. <laughs>
0: okay, All
1: right, so we just we just talked about the cover, okay? <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Three, two, one.
1: And go. All right. So if you, um, if, if you remember what happened uh, in the last issue and also during Dej Cabal, this is kind of where this takes place. Um, it takes place during the events of the cabal, and uh, if you remember that, that one shot, Bullseye has been told to go and take out Lindy, who is married to the sentry. Well done. Oh, we Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it opens up with the scene from the cabal meeting when um, you know Dr. Doom kind of put uh, Norman in his place and let him know uh, his intentions, uh, what's going to happen. Um, said that Neymar and... Uh, that he and Namor were going to have Osborne killed if he didn't submit. So uh, basically, you know, you don't do that to Norman Osborne. So uh, what he does is he says, you know, is for the past year or so, we've known that Doom is part of the cabal because there's something that is scaring him into being a part of the cabal. Uh, earlier issues on, uh, there was a, you know, how, why are you going to stay with us or whatever, and that door opened and something scary jumped out and we never saw what that scary thing was but we saw doom scared and to see doom scared is not something you know that you hardly ever see you can probably count it, you know that many times you've seen doom scared on your hand
0: well that's uh was that during siege cabal or is that when they had the the giant fight or was that before then that?
1: that was back when namor and emma frost were part of the cabal
0: I'm going to have to go back and look that up because I cannot remember that.
1: I, I wish I had an issue
0: number. That's all right. I will go, I'll look that up. I did not know that. Because that was the first thing I thought. I was like, you know, this guy comes out, out of nowhere and says, "Do you do remember Doom. I have a way of dealing with you physically if I need to. But like, to me, I was like, well, he. how can he remember if he's just now threatening him for the first time?
1: Yeah, that's where, I, I, I don't know the number. I want to say that it was drawn. It was drawn maybe by Dotson, but uh,
0: oh well. Then I, I, I definitely have it.
1: Don't think it like an X Men or something, but maybe there was a one shot or, or something around there.
0: Okay. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll look for it.
1: So, uh, with hands firmly clasped in front of his mouth, Norman says, "If that's the way you want it, please come in here," referring to this monstrous entity. Uh, whatever it is that's scaring Doom. And on the next page, you just see this big, black, demonic, fiery creature standing behind Norman as uh, the rest of the Cabal are scared pretty badly about what this is. And um, Doom says, I would rather die than. And, and Norman cuts him off and says, Fine, kill him. And so, of course, you know, if you remember back to the, uh, the last issue with uh, the Cabal one shot, um, Doom is. You know, blown up, destroyed, or whatever. Uh, the whole room is just engulfed, and uh, it's actually a pretty sweet, sweet two-page scaffold spread right there. And uh, just as Doom is being blown out, we shoot to Victoria Hand, who is sleeping in front of her laptop, looks exhausted from doing work, and uh, Norman wakes her up and says to evacuate the whole building that we're under the under attack. And she sees the screens with all the little Doom insect lights creatures attacking uh, the guards and the rest of the Dark Avengers with inside the tower. Uh, We flip over and, you know, the the Dark Avengers are escaping. Everybody's supposed to go to the roof and uh, get on the roof and go away. But we have this cool little cutaway scene with Norman talking to this demonic thing. And uh, Norman says, I don't need you now. Now I need Bob. The demonic thing says, why? Norman says, you can't be seen here. Don't argue with me. And I told you you had to trust me, go get Bob Reynolds.
0: Now, my first, uh, doesn't that look like a, a very 90s looking Venom?
1: Well, I, w- I was thinking of uh, some Spawn characters that it kind of reminded me of.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Or some Wildcat stuff.
1: Yeah, it was very image looking. <laughs>
0: yeah, alright, alright. You know, do you find that on these things, they, uh, the panels get distracting?
1: Just the way that they're set up, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think it's I think it's good for a novelty and I I I know that's his style, Diodato's style, but in this book for some reason it was extremely distracting. But you know, he didn't always used to draw like this though, so I don't know if maybe this is just a new style he's he's going for and the way that he arranges some things. But this is not this is
1: not nineties Diodato. Right. But some but somehow basically Norman is letting us know that this this thing is related to century. And there is a pretty cool s- picture of the tower, I would say, on that page with all the, uh, the Dr. Doom insects at the bottom just taking it out, which is, is pretty sweet. This next page, speaking of Diodato's <laughs> page setups and kind of like how the, they kind of make a half circle like a crescent shape in, in the way that the, the panels are all lined then with, with sentry on the other side, that's something I don't think I've ever seen before. That's a little different.
0: Yeah, that is. Well, I mean, we have seen it with Iron Man, and like how, when he's in his suit, how he views things, but, because they do look like computer screens. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, not like this.
1: So, Sentry appears on scene, on the roof with the rest of the Dark Avengers and Victoria Hand, and shoot, he brings Lindy, and has everybody get on the the Quinjet to get out of here, except for Hawkeye, slash Bullseye. Um, he goes ahead and talks to another agent, soldier, or whatever, some generic soldier, and uh, takes his plane. Well, he he asks if that's his, and he says, "Yeah, it's mine," or whatever. And so Hawkeye says that he's going to take care of Lindy, uh, make sure that everybody's out, and he goes ahead and boards Lindy on that plane, just with him, um, all the while assuring Lindy that you know he's going to take care of her and she'll be fine. Uh, Victoria Hand. Along with the rest of the Dark Avengers, uh, looking out of the Quinjet, and is trying to radio for Hawkeye. <clears throat> She's making signals to try and get his attention. Can't figure out why he's on that plane and where he's going. Turns out they can't get their plane started because they the emergency. <clears throat> I'm sorry, the emergency lockdown is on the airplane. Uh, so Dawkins comes up and fixes it. So we're led to believe that Hawkeye said that to kind of give him some time to get away. So, the emergency
0: lockdown. How many planes, do you know, have that?
1: Oh, mine does.
0: I can't start the plane. The emergency <laughs> lockdown is on. <laughs> that was the weirdest My thing to me. Emergency lockdown spray. I, <laughs> I had to read it two times. I was like, Emer- What? What's up? The emergency brake? They can't fly <laughs> because the brakes are on?" Anyway, go on. <laughs>
1: it's got convoluted there. <laughs> So they all are in pursuit now of Bullseye Hawkeye, Um, but he's quite a bit away, away from them, and uh, we're not really sure if they're going to be able to find him. Um, They head out over the ocean, and they're making a little bit of small talk, and uh, Lindy seems very nervous, very apprehensive about what's going on. Um, Hawkeye goes into talking about some uh, inappropriate things with Lindy. Uh, about why why would the century ever be with someone like her? He could get any girl that he wanted. Uh, why doesn't she even look in the mirror the way that she looks? Just, you know, frumpy and sloppy and, and all that good stuff.
0: Can I, can I cut in here and ask you right something? Right in. Okay. In. Uh, all right. The the bottom of page 10, doesn't it look like the art completely changes
1: to you? Yeah, it's kind of like a X force painting.
0: Yeah, what what is with that? I mean, did you notice that when you read through it the first time?
1: I did, yeah. I thought that was... I don't know if maybe it was just they wanted to get that motion on her face, or Diodato you know, couldn't finish the picture, or, or I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's completely it's completely strange. It looks like, a you know, like you said, a, the sort of the painting, and then uh, some of the covers we've seen on Iron Man and things like that, not recently, but back uh, before this current series. But um, yeah, it looks completely different. The eyes look the yeah. same, so it's the same colorist. But I think it's—I don't know. But I checked the credits, and I don't think it's a different person. Anyway, go on. I just wanted to see if you noticed or if I was out of out of my head.
1: No, no, you're you're perfectly sane.
0: <laughs> oh, thank thank goodness.
1: <laughs> so, and then basically, now Hawkeye is just goading Lindy into a reaction, uh, calling Sentry nuts. And that he should be dating supermodels from numerous planets. And he says, that is nuts. And Lindy finally just slaps him right across the face. And Hawkeye says, thank you, and starts to strangle her. Um, She passes out. It looks like passes out pretty much for good. And there's a big scene of uh, the copter floating and a body falling. And the next page is Lindy's body, lifeless, falling very quickly into the ocean with a small splash, Hawkeye standing on the helicopter smiling, uh, just this big, cheese, evil, evil smile.
0: Who's flying? Okay. Huh? Who's flying? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, the emergency autopilot.
1: Oh, yeah, because he had since they had the, the emergency lockdown off, you can't have the emergency autopilot on.
0: Right, exactly. Okay.
1: And the helicopter turns around and heads back to the battle with (laughs) Sentry. It's got an interesting picture. He's ripping the Doctor Doom robot apart, very eerily reminiscent of how he ripped apart Ares.
0: And also, may I remind you, that he ripped apart Carnage the exact same way.
1: Yeah, he's got this ripping thing. He's going to need some counseling for that or something. I don't know. I think he needs counseling
0: for a lot of things, yes.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I think that's the least of his worries. He's back there, and you know, just destroying everything. And and uh, so everybody returns back. The, the Dark Avengers come back. Uh, Hawkeye lands, and he's immediately confronted by the Dark Avengers. Where'd you go? And Sentry flies in. Where's my wife? Where's Lindy? Uh, Haw- Hawkeye says that she said she didn't want her life anymore. That she was scared of the Sentry, and she just jumped. She undid, undid her seatbelt and jumped off. And Hawkeye couldn't get out of his seat to go save her quick enough. Sentry's face is just flabbergasted with large eyes shocked. And all of a sudden Sentry turns into that demonic figure that we saw at the beginning. He's huge, black with tendrils, like like Andy had said, very looking like venom, like something out of a wild uh not Wild Storm, I guess Wild Storm or Image Comic, um, and big red letters, What did you do to my wife? Uh, with everybody just kind of in shock as to You gotta uh,
0: you gotta do that again. <clears throat> what's that? The, you need to say "What did you do to my wife?" the way it actually reads,
1: <laughs> Billy Andy.
0: <laughs> no, you do it. Go for it.
1: So you can just play it on the end. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what did you do to my wife?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably how it sounded.
0: <laughs> now I want to say here that no one has seen him like this except for Norman and the Cabal, and everyone's just happened to be fine with it. Yeah, they're freaking out just because Hawkeye's getting kill, killed. But, I mean, Docin and and Venom, you know, and Hand. Nobody's like, holy cow, what is this? Is this a sentry called Bob? You know, n- nothing. And and isn't that what Bendis is, like, known for? All those quips and small?
1: Yeah, the re- the reaction is lacking a little bit here. Yeah. The right. only one that really seems to do anything, and that's just by grabbing his hand. Exactly, and if
0: anybody was not going to react, I mean, verbally, I think it would be Eric. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, all right, anyway. So basically, you know, he just starts to attack Hawkeye. Um,
1: uh, You know, he could have killed him quickly, but he doesn't. And uh, Hawkeye just says, you know, you you could kill me in two seconds. She killed herself, she killed herself. Uh, It wasn't me, I'm sorry, Uh, but you know, you deserve to know and, and all that good stuff.
0: And, uh, Did you notice that while we're looking at uh, Bob here face forward, Iron Patriot's on our left, Ares is on our right, and yet the next page when we're looking at Bob again coming back to the century form, Ares is on the left and Iron <laughs> Patriot's on the right? Which makes me think, okay, I don't think this is a mistake. I'm thinking that it's a re- like kind of symbolizing that reversal because we're seeing it from behind. And so it like may come the head of the whatever it is may come out of the back of his head or the mind you know like out of his mind and take form you know what I'm saying?
1: Oh, okay, all right, I'm following you.
0: Yeah, so possibly either that or they just messed up, but I refuse to believe that.
1: So yeah, Andy, I think that's a really good point. That'll be interesting to see if that plays out or not.
0: (laughs) No, don't patronize me. All right, go on.
1: No, no, I wasn't. So, um, so then he he lets uh, he lets Hawkeye down, lets him go, and uh, and Sentry you know asks where did he, where did she do it? Uh, Hawkeye lies and says that she did it somewhere over farmland in Jersey, and off Sentry goes. Um, Iron Patriot orders Hand to send a special ops team out to you know go ahead and take care of whatever uh, Sentry's going to need, and uh, to let to let the president know that. There was a Latvian terrorist attack. And uh, Victoria Hinn questions him about his truthfulness. And he says, why would I ask you to tell the White House something that wasn't true? He walks away. She walks away. But as she turns around, she sees that uh, Iron Patriot is talking something to Hawkeye with not the rest of the Avengers. And the last page, the last panel, is just like she, everything's connecting. Like something is clicking into place, just the expression on her face. Included. That's where that's where Dark Avengers fifteen ends.
0: Was there anything else you wanted to add to this?
1: Am I missing something?
0: No, 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 no. I just we reviewed it as we summarized, so I was just moving on. Oh. I was just saying, what are your closing remarks?
1: Good. It wasn't it could have had the potential to be a filler issue since it took place during the time of some other issue. This could have been a huge filler. Could have been awful. But I thought it was really, really important to see. These things that happened. And uh, it just kind of opens up more of Bullseye slash Hawkeye's crazy psychotic neurosis. Like, he's just nuts. And (laughs) that dude is crazy.
0: You know what? I didn't even think about that. But you're right. As other other people, Fraction, are just like, okay, Tony Stark needs to be in a coma for eight issues. And actually still have him in every panel. Yeah, it could have been a filler. And I didn't even think about that and I I really enjoy the way that Bendis goes back and says hey for a filler issue instead of everybody looking like gathered around the dead body and looking at him for 22 pages we're going to go back in time a few days and say this is what led up to it I think that's really I I think that's good it doesn't waste my money you know
1: oh no and you know we saw the death of Lindy we saw some stuff actually happen now do you think she's really dead I don't know I mean, she was the only human, but I feel like there was so much about Lindy that we never found out.
0: Now, yeah, that's true. No, and, no. But the Sentry the did bring her back, right? Or was she just never dead that first time?
1: That's a good question. That's a really good question. Maybe we'll get a miniseries. Dark oh. Avengers, Lindy.
0: Oh, yeah, we can only hope. Written by Paul Jenkins.
1: <laughs> <laughs> With art by Chris Piccolo
0: actually i would read that
1: i know you would
0: (laughs) i do i do enjoy some paul jenkins anything else before we move on
1: no we're good but i just hit record for survivor and we're good to go
0: oh good thank goodness yeah now we are going long and slow so i apologize about that but i'm having fun so
1: no i apologize because i mean you're the one that has you know kids to go home to and uh, you know so i feel bad for you buddy
0: well, don't feel bad for me. Feel bad for Jackie because I, uh, she has to take all three of them to Felicity's Gymnastics lessons tonight, and I totally forgot about that. So, <laughs> I called her before we did this, and I was like, so how's everything going? She's like, well, we're all getting ready for gymnastics. I was like, oh. She's like, it's okay. I was like, oh, oh man. All right, let's get back to uh, The Siege, I'm number ready. three. Fantastic. All right, cover. What do you think? This is by Bendis and art by Koipel, we said. It's all right. (laughs) It's,
1: uh, I don't know. It's not, it's not one that, like, draws me in. If if I didn't, if I wasn't reading this series, I wouldn't see a picture of Captain America with some Norse people and picked it up.
0: Right, yeah. I I thought he was, I thought he looked like he was putting on some weight. But, um, (laughs) the guys behind him, I, I really do, I like them and I'm assuming that that's, um. Oh, what's that guy's name? Hamdel. I, one thing I did like about this cover is they do cover up the the second the right half of it, so we get to see more artwork instead of more. You know, whatever this is, AutoCAD.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm following you. Yeah. He does really good detail too. Like, look at that that girl's shield. Like, that's some pretty impressive detail. But it's not like Bianchi detail, you know. It's not,
0: like, crazy unnecessary. It, it kind of it adds to it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. is like, I'm going to do the shield and maybe the face. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Let, let's do this. Let's hit it. All right. I'm skipping the recap page. We start out at Washington, D.C., where the president is and presumably the cabinet members are watching the siege of Asgard unfold via satellite and mainstream news. They are not particularly happy with Osborne's unilateral decision to go up against um, Asgard. He asks, and he is the president, he asks uh, what we usually do when something like this happens in these type of situations, and the response he gets is that they usually rely on Osborne and call in the Avengers to help. Obviously, they can't do that right now. Just when, you, uh, just when they need a miracle most, Captain America, Nick Fury, and all their Avengers, young Avengers, and secret warriors, show up to take up against Norman and the Army of Hammer. We cut to Thor's location, and he is with Mariah Hill. And I always said Mariah, but you said Maria last time. Is, is that right? Maria? Mariah? I don't know how you said. it.
1: There's no H, so it would be M-A-R-I-A. would be
0: Maria. All right, Maria Hill. I'll go with that. Uh, <laughs> he, is, <laughs> he is with Maria Hill, actually, in the town of Broxton. And uh, this is just after he fried Dokken. So we saw that in Dark Wolverine, and we also saw that in Siege 2. They're looking out for potential threats when the Sentry flies in. We see the opening blows of a battle, and and it's obvious that Thor is actually amazed by what the Sentry can do. This whole time, the President is still being briefed on the situation. So as we see what is actually going on, we hear the President interacting with his cabinet, getting the full scoop as well. They discuss how the sentry's power set is not clearly defined and how that fact is reflected in their files, and they all seem pretty worried. Uh, cutting back to the main battle at, in Asgard proper, and I think actually the battle has moved to the outsk- outskirts of Asgard, Osborne sees a need for reinforcements and calls in Parker Robbins, the Hood, and his entire gang, which is pretty pretty big. At the same time, Speed from the Young Avengers races to deliver the Iron Man armor, ...to a still unconscious Tony Stark. Um, Maria stops him in his tracks questioning who he is and shooting at him. But Speed tries to explain, but at that time Stark wakes up... ...before he can fully get a chance to tell Maria uh, that it's all right. And jump in here anytime. I know I'm going fast, but feel free. Uh, Not knowing that Iron Man's suit has been delivered... ...and seeing that our heroes could use a helping hand... ...the President decides to order the Armed Forces to move against Hammer by taking out Hammer's airships. As Thor continues to do battle with the sentry, we begin to see that the sentry changed more and more. We do not see the void necessarily, but rather the more defined tendrils of power emanating from his back. So we don't really know if that's the void. It's not like the void we've seen before um, necessarily. And um, in fact, it looks almost nothing like what we saw in the last issue. So we don't exactly... No, I- what?
1: And also, too, like, just the Sentry. His eyes are red, and his skin is all veiny, and his his frame is spinning out.
0: Yeah, and stuff, red stuff is coming out of his mouth and everything and grabbing Thor. Thor looks like a, a chubby kid with his cheeks pushed together. <laughs> so, uh, that, that brings up a good point. Okay, I was under the impression that, from Dark Avengers 14, that the Sentry... The had been, you know, possessed by Galactus, and that was just the whole thing. Like, he, he tapped into the Galactus power. Now I'm actually thinking that the serum made him schizophrenic, he tapped into a giant power, and now he possibly could be, like, that could be totally separate from the Galactus thing. Both of those things could be happening at the same time or interacting with each other. So, I don't know. He could be the Sentry and the Void. So, Robert Reynolds and the Void. And then Galactus comes over. Now, I don't know if you remember in the Paul Jenkins one back in... What did we say it was? 2000? Something like that? In <laughs> back in the day. Back in the day. He... Uh, I think Spider-Man reminisces back that he actually one time fight fought Galactus to a standstill. Hmm. So... I have to go back and read that. I don't actually possess that book or own that book. But um, I think you have to go back and look that up and see if he really did fight Sentry or uh, Galactus to a standstill. And if that's true, if Galactus touched him or something, maybe they transferred some sort of cosmic power into him and it's been dormant all this time or, or something like that. I don't know.
1: Interesting theory. Let me know.
0: I will see what I find out. I'll let you know. All right. Osborn begins to lose the fight as Captain America and his forces slowly bring down more and more of the supervillains. Added to this, Norman's armor is beginning to shut down for some unknown reason, uh, unknown to him. It is soon revealed that, to him that Stark is the cause of this. As he shows up in his retro-looking armor, he tells Osborne that he stole the suit and other technology from him, but he is still in control of these things. So Os- he he kind of... Says, Osborne, you stole my stuff, but it's still my stuff. I still have control over it. So Osborne, desperate to hold on to his power, orders the sentry to not let them win and to take it all down. The sentry, totally out of control at this point, begins flying through the foundations of all the buildings in Asgard, causing the total destruction of the city. As the city crumbles down, Osborne's armor becomes completely useless and Captain America grabs him, tearing off his helmet only to reveal norman's true face it's not the mask of the green goblin but it's close norman has taken it upon himself to paint the green goblin's face over his own even to the point of painting on the teeth on his lips i thought that was pretty cool the heroes are disgusted and astonished while norman cackles on about how they're all basically dead and they don't have a chance he tells them uh what he was only that he was only protecting them and that he was only one that knew how powerful he was the sentry and was only the only one able to keep him the sentry from killing them and the last shot is of norman looking up from the ground and pointing at at the terror that is the sentry hovering in black and red tendrils waiting to exact pure and utter destruction I did sort of gloss over that Spider-Man punched him in the face. But to me, that was just added in there because he's a Spider-Man villain, not because it was necessary or Spider-Man, you know. I think that would have been in the book if Spider-Man wasn't even in the fight. He would have like They would have flown him in from New York and been like, here, punch him in the face real quick because he's your villain. All right, go back to New York and fight the lizard. So, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was unnecessary, kind of a token thing. Anyway, I tell you what, the Sentry looks completely messed up there, and again, yeah. again, completely different. Now, if you remember, Dark Avengers 14, who had the same artist as Dark Avengers 15, supposedly, um, he was portrayed two different ways, and he had the the tendrils coming out in Siege number two, but the sky was dark. Just like it is now in Siege 3, but he looks different in, um, Dark Avengers 14 and Dark Avengers 15, wouldn't you say? Yeah, looks quite different. So, I don't know what the deal is with that. I don't know if they said, you know what, we're doing it this way for Siege, try to change it, make it look similar, but it looks...
1: Yeah, I don't know, it kind of reminds me of, uh... I know you weren't into comics. I don't think you were into comics at this time, but the whole onslaught thing—you remember?
0: No, I wasn't. Yeah, was
1: around. Okay. Every time onslaught was drawn, he looked different, and that was just because editorial didn't get on the same page together. Right. Each comic, whether he was in Hulk or X Men or Spider Man, it was onslaught just looked a little bit different. And so after it was all done, and they got up a lot of flack, they just said, "Well, it was because onslaught was evolving." Uh, as a character he was evolving you know every 10 minutes or whatever so it's kind of a stupid answer but I'm just wondering if that's just what it kind of reminded me of is that they didn't all get together on the same page and they've got 10 different versions of Scary Century
0: that's probably true and but I've said this before though I mean some of these characters have distinct looks and some of them don't like if you told, if you told me to draw Peter Parker Peter Parker has been drawn so many different ways that it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? But Norman Osborn is always drawn the same way. Yeah. So, and the same with Harry, and the same with the Sentry. The Sentry's always drawn the same way for the most part. His hair's different. But, you know, Mr. Fantastic has a distinct look, but some of these characters don't have a distinct look. I've always wondered, you know, an artist draws Iron Man a certain his helmet a certain way, and then the next artist draws it, you know, with a different angle or a different curve shape of the helmet you know, I just assume it's the same guy and it's the same helmet and it's a different artist rendering. Yeah. So some of that doesn't bother me as much, and especially if it was I mean, I, I don't know the Onslaught stuff but it was a, if it was a gross change, like one time he was wearing armor and the other guy he was a, you know, a slim hippie then obviously that'd be different. <laughs> yeah. Any, anything else on this one? What do you think about it as a whole?
1: Oh I liked it. I, I really liked this
0: issue. See, I thought it was a letdown.
1: Oh no way man. we got we got like the true the true outerness of what's going on inside Norman Osborn. like this dude is crazy. He's, uh, he's, that's why him and Bullseye can get along because Norman is just as nuts. you know?
0: Yeah, that's true but okay. all right, I'm not gonna call you crazy because I can see where you're coming from. And the art was pretty good in this. But I will say this: all right. Anytime you want to do three or four issues in one issue, you always have someone else watching a scene that is taking place or did take place, and you explain the scene. So it felt totally crammed together. You know what I mean? Like they're explaining it to the president, and they're saying, oh, this is what happened, or this is what happened. And so you don't have to show all the fight scenes. You don't have to show... And there's a fine line. I mean, with Bendis, sometimes you get three pages of Mary Jane and and Peter Parker, you know, an Ultimate Spider-Man looking at each other, just saying, I, well, I I, thought you knew, blah, 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 you know? And, and that's it. And that's the three pages. So that's, that's a, you know, that's the other end of the spectrum. But it seems like he got to issue three and he's like, holy cow, I did this climax thing, this giant cliffhanger. Where he tore Ares in half. Now I actually have to get to the story, and we're gonna we're gonna progress this story, and I have to fit it all in in 30 pages, and we're gonna make it happen, even though it's a 60 page story. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why it was kind of a a jip for um, the Ares or the Thor century battle, and we just didn't see everything that it could be. Like last issue, we were seriously like. Oh, they're going to kill Thor! What's going to happen? Oh my goodness. And the whole world was like that. And now it's like, yeah, Thor had a, you know, he had a fight with uh, with Norman Osborn, the Iron Patriot, and it didn't go that well, and now he's going to take on the Sentry, but it's only going to be a page, and it's going to go fine. Yeah. So, I, I don't know, it was totally crammed together. Well,
1: the, the art was good.
0: Yes, that's true. That's true. I, I I'm not sure how I feel about the secret warriors and the young avengers together with the you know the avengers but what, what can you do you don't really have that many heroes left so
1: yeah Well, i like how they included well i guess my two two of my favorite parts were the end where they had um, cyclops and wolverine and the fantastic four and they just they're looking at each other saying told you i thought that was pretty cool because everybody knew what was going to happen and I just thought that was just a cool way to integrate some other people that weren't vital to the story. And then the other part I really liked and these are all just small parts is when Taskmaster was talking to Captain America and how he's saying, I've been looking forward to a rematch for quite some time and kept like, dude, I don't even remember you It's just crazy. He just like blew him off and then, you know,
0: took him out with his shield. Well, that is good because, you know, in, in Avengers Initiative he's always talking about how he's he's a, a B-list character and this is his chance and everything. And I do like Taskmaster as a character. I think he's cool. Uh, but you, you're you right. He, he's like, yes, now's my time. I'm sorry, who are you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, also I like what you said about the Wolverine and, and uh, Johnny Storm when they say told you because it kind of brings it to a political level. It's like, all right, what they're saying is that they've talked about this before they've discussed this before and said you know what under there under that Iron Man I bet I bet he's totally nuts you know they may not have said oh he's you know got his Green Goblin costume but they said they're you know he's off the deep end and then that means that somebody else has a differing opinion maybe not Cyclops who's there cause Cyclops knows that you know he's gone up against Osborn and he knows that he's nuts but um you know, there's two opinions out there. And so it kind of it kind of brings the revelation to a head saying, Okay, the general public will now see this because we, the reader, are privy to the 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 knowledge ahead of time that not, that Norman Osborne has done all these things and was in the scriers and he killed all these people and he's a terrible guy. But the John Q public looks at him and says, Oh, this guy's in charge of thing? Okay, that's cool. Donald Rumsfeld, yeah. he's in charge of stuff. Right, okay, that's cool. Whereas you know they don't know anything that's going on, so I did like how they did this. Yeah. Even though it's only three panels, if you include the cameraman panel, so. Yeah. Because out of the blue, if you were if you were the public and you saw this, you'd be like, "Holy cow! Why in the world does General Patton have uh, war paint on that makes him look like a goblin? <laughs> <laughs> like, this guy is psycho." It would be pretty
1: freaky to see, like, General Petraeus.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Like Miss Piggy or something.
0: (laughs) This is my war paint. (laughs)
1: Anyway. What did you think about the uh, destruction of Asgard picture? The picture? The the two-page spread of just everything coming down in the
0: field. I actually did like that. I actually did. I loved it. It was cool. And actually there are like birds flying away and stuff too. So, I mean, it's it's, it's pretty detailed.
1: Yeah. It looks really it looks really real. It was good. I'm glad that he's drawing too because he did some of the Thor stuff, so it kind of just brings it all together.
0: I like how it it uh actually it gives you a sense of force, like everything in that picture is in motion. Like the uh, the tower to the right, you can actually see the smoke coming off of it, so it's definitely falling as we're looking at this picture. And it's not, you know, it's not just a picture of devastation. It's actually, we're actually seeing Asgard come down. Yeah. Uh. So. No, I did like that. But that was about it for this uh, for this issue. Other, other than that, it, it didn't, you know, tickle my funny bone that much. Oh. Well, I don't think it was supposed to be a comedy piece. Uh-huh, that's obviously the problem there, Mayo. You cracked me up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anything else with this one?
1: No, no, I think that's, that's a good Good ending.
0: All right, let's do some Doom War, huh? Doom War number one?
1: Well, now, do we have time? we still have to talk about our current issues that we were going to discuss? We've got to give out our Tina Awards.
0: That's true, um... I hate to do this to you, but maybe we need to forego our topics, because I did the Facebook thing, and talk about Do More and then give out the Tinas. Okay. Is that alright? Because Do More came out actually in February, so we're a little bit behind on that.
1: So then should we even do it?
0: Yes, because it's a mainstream... This is a six-issue run.
1: I thought it was only four.
0: No, it's... it. Well, I mean... No, it says limited series, one of six. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Which, which blows my mind because Siege is only four issues, but Do More is six. I mean, so <laughs> let's do this and then we'll give out our Tinas and then, uh, you know, we'll talk about our topics some other time. Maybe we'll get together and do a half hour show and talk about our topics. Okay,
1: let me find. I, move, I just moved Do More. Here it is.